The following podcast is brought to you by Astro Panda Productions. For more information or to find other great shows, visit astropandaproductions.com or visit the Astro Panda Productions page on blogtalkradio.com. Scissors Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gaming with Scissors Podcast. You will not be able to listen to the end of this episode unless you give me money and you find the ending in a loot crate. And by money in a loot crate, I mean you give me $5, and I'll put the end of this on an MP3 file and chuck it in a dumpster behind my house. You're going to have to dig through that to find it. I got a job at WB. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's very topical of you. It's topical. I'm on it. I thought about throwing another wrestler joke in there, but I didn't know what the, you know, what's the green light on spoilers for a wrestling event, really. Our demographic would be angry. Yeah, I would think so. Um yeah, so uh, we skipped an episode, not due to any fault of our own. Uh, we actually had scheduling conflicts, so I apologize for that. Uh, but we are getting back into the swing of things here. We've got a nice schedule uh, coming up here, so we shouldn't be missing any more for a while here. Uh, we might do some staff change-ups, depending on who's available and who's not, but I think it's going to consistently pretty much be uh, Piper and myself, Nitro is a 3K, and then a revolving door of guests. Speaking of which, we are joined this week by uh, Ricky, a.k.a. the guy who owns everything that this is published on. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Thanks. Ricky. Glad to be here, yeah. guys. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, Ricky is, uh, he actually attended our live show. So if, if anybody was at our live show, uh, we, we did point him out while he was there. Uh, we were really kind of like trying to get you like an Elvis moment. I just wanted people to like rush your stand and be like, how do I get internet radio famous? <laughs> I thought you were just talking about feeding him a bunch of peanut butter banana sandwiches and then him out having to overdose on drugs. Right. It, but only in a porta potty. That's the only way. No, it was in his bathroom. It was in his on his golden toilet. You can hear me like screaming in the background on that episode. Yeah, it's just lots of uh, lots of lots of self loathing and and screams. Yeah, right. Well, that's not that's not much different from our regular lives. Just let let's <laughs> scream. Just, I just, yeah. I build that for screaming. Right. Yeah. It's people screaming at us, then we're just self loathing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. It's fine. It's everything's fine. Yeah. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we talk about some video games? Yeah. Let's jump into the business real quick. Uh, Scene Pipper, Pitmeister, what'd you play this week? All right. I actually played games this week. I made it a point to sit down and play some new stuff. It's not like old games that came out like in 2013. So uh, do they still make games in 2013 or now? Right now, I didn't know. No, it's just mobile. It's just things for my phone right now. <laughs> it's That's just all shitty Final made. Fantasy games. I have to pay to res my characters on. <laughs> exactly. No, I played real games. All right, and I played some really good games, and one that I don't know how I feel about. So the first game that I uh, really. Sat down. In a, it's been a long time since I've actually played something that's not Heroes of the Storm and Overwatch. 
Um, other than things I had to play for like the website, like I forced myself to review, um, was I played a game called Tail and Teeth. Yeah, what the hell is that? I saw it on the list. I don't even think I know what that is. Okay, so Tail and Teeth is... Oh, excuse me. It's not Tail and Teeth. It's Tooth and Tail. There we go. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, I put it on the notes wrong. Anyway, whatever. It shows you how much attention I pay when I play these games. Um, so, no. It is, it's a game where you are... There's three kind of warring factions of animals... And they're like all trying to eat each other. <laughs> okay. Oh, is this the one where you can uh, genetically, like, they can have animal babies, and then it's like a kind of like a board game? Uh, they, y- yes, they yes. Have genetic okay. defects, or they're genetically superior because you breed two animals. Because this is a game about eugenics. No, <laughs> you're thinking of a different game. You're thinking of a different uh, game. No politics on the podcast. Yeah. No, no, no. See, also gentrification. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no, this game, it's, it's almost a real-time strategy, kind of, um, where you have to build, like, you build buildings and it produces units for you, and you have different objectives, like, you might have to go and, everything's about food, the whole game is about food, and it's, it's very, it's kind of veiled, like, topical kind of game, so it, it, it does strike a lot of points that, you know, people would relate to now but so you are the leader of this faction of animals and it kind of reminds me of um oh uh, uh secrets of nim you know i've never seen that the, the animation what? looks neat but i have n- i've no I have oh no my gosh that is. Uh, that is that is so surprising to me you need like you've seen watership down right no well, I, don't wanna, I don't want to watch that no dude <laughs> you need to see ricky have you seen these movies yes they're good, right? Uh, yeah, for the most <laughs> yeah. part. I mean, the the Nim, Nim is that's a good movie. You know, that's something that I love brings that back movie. your childhood. Yeah, it's okay. no Waterworld so, by any means. <laughs> Watership Down will mess you up, but anyway. So it it kind of reminds me of that. Like, there's like rats and stuff like that. But you you build an army and you have objectives you have to do on each map. Like you have to go capture like sixteen farms, or you have to go destroy the enemy base. So in that sense, it's a traditional RTS. But you have one main guy, which is like your commander. And you have to run around the battlefield, and all your guys follow you. So in that sense, it's not really an RTS because it's not like oh, select this unit, right click and run over there and smash that building. It's you actually have to take your commander and and call all your troops to him, or you have to select specific troops and you can go and like move them around the battlefield. But you have to move with them. So you have the you have to worry about your your guy, your leader guy dying, um, and then you have to worry about your units and stuff like that. So it, it's it's pretty neat. I, I liked it a lot. Is there combat? Like when it's when there's combat, are you controlling the leader, or is it like RTS yeah, you just combat? Control where they just the, do you it? control the leader, and all the other guys kind of they they attack what's ever close to you. So you have to um, you have to move them around pretty much. So you would select the unit and right click, and everybody of that unit type comes to you, and then you position them. So is this kind of like Dynasty Warriors or something? No, it's 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 more like. It's more like StarCraft, but if instead of selecting a unit in StarCraft by like left-clicking them and then right-clicking what you want to attack, you have like one hero that goes and says, hey, this unit, come with me. Let's run over here. It's, it's a really weird game, uh, and I don't know... How, how did we come across... Did you send me this in a, in a link or something like that? You, you sent it to me in like a messenger link, or somebody did. Somebody sent it to me, and I don't, I don't know who it was. It was just one of those weird games that we kind of 
came across. I love it. It's so good. But what happens yeah. if your Lion-O slash William Wallace animal leader gets executed? You, you, lose, the, <laughs> you lose that. Your troops lose the morale. Yeah, everybody just dies immediately. Oh, wow. All your ferrets with rocket launchers and your snake bombers, they all die. So they just get confused and just stand there until somebody cuts their heads off? No, it's it's literally just like the screen goes black and it says end. Yeah, that that reminds me of. Do you remember? I, I want to say it was like the PS3, Xbox 360 generation. They tried to start pushing out a lot of the squad based combat games that were like kind of sort of like Call of Duty, but you would you could control the squad like you'd give them commands instead of like Rainbow Six kind of. Yeah, well, Rainbow Six though you control one of the unit, one of the members, yeah, and and you know you're a part of the action. With, with this, it was like you were a squad commander, and yeah, you got in some firefights, but for the most part, it was all about commanding your squad. And it was oh, a big yeah, thing yeah. in the PS3 360 era, and it looked boring as shit. I want nothing you know, to do with that. I this, am not trying to be in charge of things. I have to be in charge <laughs> of enough things. About I had to put clothes on today. I had to go to work. That's the extent of the things I want to be in charge of. <laughs> Yeah, it, this game it does play a lot like it was a like console like real time strategy game. I don't know if you've ever tried to play like any RTS game that's not for a PC, and it's kind of weird. You have to use the you know mouse to move around. I mean, you have to use your controller to move around like a like a hovering cursor. Uh, it's 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 I don't know. It's it's hard to get used to, but the way that the Tooth and Tail executes it is they did it really well. What about and, Pikmin? Is it like Pikmin? Like you have like your one guy? Kind of, just... yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Pikmin. It, it's it's a very difficult game to describe. It doesn't sound like anything that I want to play, but now I'm interested enough to see. I'll, maybe I'll watch you play it because I'm yeah. not, I'm not trying to play anything where I got to manage things. <laughs> no, and there is there is some management to it, and I haven't really gotten it down yet. So I still I'm still struggling through the campaign. I haven't I haven't beat or anything like that. I think I'm on like the third or fourth like main like big mission and. Uh, it's it's tough, so I'm I'm still trying to figure out how to actually manage everything. So it's it's definitely not a casual game. Yeah, it's not for filthy casuals. Yeah, like you. Yeah, like me. I'm a filthy casual. All I play is all I play is uh, Candy Crush. That's it. I play other games. You're my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm your dad. I don't. You, you're like my dad. About? You're like my dad. No, I don't. I don't know, dude. That's up. To, that's on you, not me. No, your dad plays RTS games, though. My dad plays Age of Empires two, not the remaster. My dad plays real Age of Empires two. It's because he's OG as fuck. And he plays Empire Earth. I don't even know what Empire Earth is. It's a better Age of Empires. That's, that, <laughs> that's all it is. That sounds that's like a only... Nick ass game. I ain't trying to play that either. No, yeah, yeah. It, those are my those are my dad's games. That and he's you know the African king of Tetris. So. <laughs> Tetris King of Somalia. Yeah, the Tetris King of Somalia. <laughs> I'm still on Red Alert, Command and Conquer. Yeah, I'm, dude, I love that game. Yeah, that's a good game. Does anyone remember like the third person shooter Command and Conquer? No, is that Generals or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, Generals was RTS general. still. So. Yeah, it's RTS. Yeah, there was one that was like a third person shooter, Renegade. That's what oh, it was. Yeah, the and that wasn't a very good game. Yeah, it was terrible. I don't, yeah. Just, I remember spending a shit ton of money on it, though, because I was really excited. And then I like played it, and I was like, this is absolute trash. You're like, why did they make this garbage? Yeah, and then I yeah, was so- sad inside, and now I'm an adult. I'm still sad inside. I mean, <laughs> not that, over that. that game made you, it made that big of an impact on your life, that you're yeah. still sad about that? Yes, I'm sad forever. That's what's made you <laughs> such a grumpy adult. Is, is I live in constant darkness <laughs> because of Renegade. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was one of the good games I played. It was a, that was the weird game I played. Um, now the game, I don't know how I feel about, and you are, I know your immediate reaction to this, but it's a game called Terroir. Terroir. What the hell? Terroir is a, one of my, the wonderful management games I love. Okay. Uh, So it's garbage. Cool. I don't know. I th- I think it might be garbage, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> you have to manage a vineyard. Oh yeah, no, this game looked boring as shit. I have no interest <laughs> oh, yeah. in this. It's Dude. very, it's very like minimalist design, and the the menus are really pretty, and they have like fancy like calligraphy and like everything's ornately decorated, and that's beautiful. Yeah, it's and- like the most hipster shit I've ever seen in my life. It's literally you're like you're like oh. I'm going to open up a vineyard. I'm going to make these grapes grow in different soil. Like it's like it's so pretentious and shitty. It makes you me literally just described the, the actual game. I know because I pay attention to things. Ricky, have it's you not seen hard. this shit? No, I, I just remember him talking about that managed uh, management game or whatever it was. The, the office building that he was. It's like, what do I, what do you do? I work in an office all day. What do you do when you game? Uh, I manage office. it's so no this game literally looks like the most boring shit on the planet it's like mute color three-tone bullshit and they're just like hey you want to make a pinot noir you got that here's some rain and a tile look like an octagon now just watch these grapes grow all right let me walk (laughs) let me walk you through the game um you start and there's a nice Nice lady telling you how to play this game, much of like a uh, person that is giving you a tour to vineyard. And uh, so what you do, you start off with, you got your house that you live in, and then you have one crop, and you have one choice of grape that you can put in it at the very beginning. I don't even remember what it is, some purpley grape. And then, so you don't even plant them, there's no, none of that. You just say, this is what's going to go here. Then you have to manage how often you cut your vines back with these pruning shears based on how ripe they are. You want to keep the ripeness between four and six, all right? So you have to sit there and wait. Oh, and it's not a quick game. You have to sit there 10 minutes waiting for these leaves to grow. Real-time-ass grape growing. (laughs) Sounds exhilarating. I'm looking at it on Steam right now, and it looks like the most terrible shit I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) So then it it tells you when it's time to pick the grapes. You don't get to choose. It's just like, hey, it's grape picking time. So you choose it, and then you decide, um, like, what kind of... uh, how do you want to smush your grapes up? Do you want to step on them in the barrel? Or later on, you can get like presses and stuff like that. There's no animation for this. It just does it. There's a, there's a progress bar at the bottom. <laughs> um, then you choose, uh, once you've smushed it, you choose how long you want it to ferment. And then you choose like what kind of cask do you want to put it in? And then you get to choose what kind of, once you do all that, and then you can choose how much compressed juice versus just normal juice. You want it to be in the, the cask, and then you choose once you've done all that, and then uh, you can uh, call in like uh, people to review your wine. Yeah, so that you, can the get, you can get an accurate price on it, and then you bottle it, and you can choose what kind of bottle and label and cork, or if you want to screw on top, and then you choose what distributors you want to sell it to. And Does then you this fall game asleep. Come with one single bullet that they <laughs> make for my house when they no. make me play it. You know what? 
Uh, at, fir- at first, I was really excited about it because I was like, oh, this is going to be kind of neat. I thought it was going to be a fun game like Roller Coaster Tycoon or Theme Hospital. I love games like that. Yeah. And then I started playing it, and it's it's so dry and kind of boring. Like wine. Am yeah, I right, that was going to say that's a nice pun. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking that game. That ga- I wish that I was dead right now because of that game. <laughs> After I started playing it, I honestly started to hate it less and less. Because it was it was kind of one of those games that's therapeutic and like uh, it, you need to watch TV while you play it. Like I like games like that sometimes. Sometimes I just want to like I want to play something, but I don't want to pay attention to what I'm playing. This this is the perfect game, and I, I did I don't know. It was fine. It's not my kind of game at all. Maybe if you're really into wine, it's a fun game. Uh, I don't know anything about wine other than it's alcoholic. I mean, could, couldn't you just turn your screensaver on for every 15 minutes and then just make it a game where you go move your mouse before it <laughs> goes on? I mean, that no, sounds man. just as exciting. You know, it, it it's more exciting than that, but less exciting than, I don't know. Can you firebomb your wine competitors? <laughs> you can't. You can't. I, I haven't even made it far enough to plant a second variety of grape. I'm not good at the game. I have not made very oh much money. Oh my god. This literally sounds like my nightmare. When I'm I sorry. die and eventually go to hell, because we all know that's where I'm going, this is what's going to happen to me. You're They're just going to play, play this that wine game. simulator. That's it. It's going to be a bunch of like office simulation games and wine simulators. Oh, that's geez. all you got to do. You got you to gotta play test them. Your quality control. It's just going to be a circuit city <laughs> full of nothing but that. And I'll be like, this is a garbage store full of garbage garbage. I used I to work at Circuit City. Uh, I know you did. That's why I picked it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So that's the game that's probably a bad game, but I cannot realize it because I have an affinity for management games. Oh, God. So, then, I think somebody dropped you on your head when you were a child. Dude, I don't know why I like games like this, but it, oh, I do. God. And it's it's real arty. You know I like art games. If you have 15 bucks and want to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, granted, granted, this... This was given to us by a PR company that sent us games to review. So we didn't pay money for this game. It's it's just it was there for free, and I decided I was going to try it because it was new. I want to see a written review for. That. I want to know you should write a review because I just want to see how you're going to pull that off. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I know it's hard for me. I try really hard not to offend people, but by those same standards, I don't review games I don't like usually. Because it's easier for me not to offend people. <laughs> well, I mean, surprisingly, it has uh, a lot of uh, positive reviews, mostly positive. Well, it's not, like I said, it's not a bad game, but it's definitely not for everyone. It's not for most people. Somebody somebody at Wine Enthusiast Magazine got confused and thought they were ranking their own, like, farts. special vineyard brand or something. Yeah, they're bottled farts. Yeah, that's all it was. So, yeah, I, I played that, and I, 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 like I said, I don't know if it's good or not, but I did play two games. That I am absolutely in love with. First one of those games is a game called Hob. And holy crap, I love this game. It looks pretty. I know nothing about it other than you and I talked a little bit about it before the show. But I, I, I don't know anything. Yeah. I think that uh, Zero Ping knows somebody who worked at the studio that made the game, maybe? Runic. Uh, well, see, I wonder if he worked at Runic or if he worked for one of the third parties that was doing something w- uh, for the game. You know how a lot of times they'll they'll call in somebody that specializes in, you know, like AI to come in and build an AI for, you know, whatever game. So I wonder if he was working for Runic or someone else. It could but, be. Yeah, but still, I think they, that's no, literally all cool. I know about this game. That's that's it. 
So the only way that I can explain this game is it's a more a more arty version of Legend of Zelda without the pretentiousness. Because I hate people that like Legend of Zelda because they are the kind of person that if they could, they would lick their own butt. <laughs> and I know that's probably going to piss a lot of people off, but I honestly feel that way because people love to praise this game and claim that Legend of Zelda is the greatest thing in the entire world for its storytelling, for its gameplay, whatever. It's not. I mean, the new the new Legend of Zelda game is really cool, and it's pretty. It's definitely the best game for the Switch, but that's not saying a whole lot because there's one and a half games for the Switch. So, well, one and a half games that aren't a old game or an indie game that they just re-released. At GWS Rancor on Twitter. <laughs> you send me your hate mail. R-A-I-N-K-O-R-E. <laughs> We would like to apologize on his behalf for everyone for all, who likes to all Zelda. the Legends of Zelda fanboys. No, but so Hob is, it's very, it, it gives me that feeling of like Wind Waker. It, it has, you know, a cel-shaded art style and it's very similar. It's an, it's an RPG, action RPG, but there's a lot more to this game. It's, it's very beautiful and it's very puzzle heavy. So whereas, you know, Legend of Zelda is really, I mean, for the most part, it's a dungeon crawler. You know, there's not a whole lot. I mean, there's puzzles in the game, but it's it's not not that many, in my opinion. So, for in in this game, it's tons and tons of puzzles, and I love games like that. So, stuff that makes me think. So, it has a little bit of like God of War in it because a lot of the puzzles remind me of, of like God of War or um, like the Prince of Persia games that were really good, uh, like Sands of Time. So, when when do you pull the ogre's eye out and stick it up the other ogre's ass to get the door to open or whatever? No, is that? I have I have not run into anything <laughs> like that. But um, that's that's how puzzles work in God of War. Take that guy's skull and cram it in that gear drive, and then spin it, <laughs> and then bang those ladies, and then bang You'll those get ladies, extra health, and that makes the boat rise from the ocean. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed that. Um, I can't suggest it enough for anybody. Uh, and then the last thing I've played is um, Cuphead. I still have not played that yet. I I am curious. I like I visually that game is gorgeous. You like Contra? I well yeah ish. You like R type? No. Then no, I, that's the thing. You might. You gotta remember. I don't like throwbacks. I don't like. I don't. I'm not a big like platformer guy. There's gonna be more shit going on. So it is very. So to me, this game is like if you took like Mario and Contra and R-Type, and you made them have a baby, if three people could have a baby, <laughs> this is the game that you would get. That's not how um, babies are made? Oh, that's, I thought, that, takes three you have to have people. three people to make a baby. Okay. I, I identify as a unicorn. So. What did you say? We were talking about that earlier. That's not pertinent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it is a n- weird amalgamation of everything that was really good for like the Nintendo or Super Nintendo. Um, there's a lot of, it, it's, it's a mix of like platforming and a uh, side scrolling shooter like our type. And there's a, like, it's very fast paced and it is unapologetically hard. Yes. And I hate that. And you love, oh, I do like, I love the angry video game nerd game. Like, that's a really good kind of, like, similarity how the, the AVGN game took a lot of different game styles and, and kind of put them in. That's what this is. Like, you'll go to a stage and some of the, some in, this, in Cuphead, you'll go to a stage and it, you might be, like, 
in an airplane or you are an airplane and you're flying around and, and shooting people. And the next stage you might go against, it might just be a boss. And then yeah, I was going to say, don't some of them, some of the levels just start and it's just like, here's boss guy. Yeah. It's, almost, it's like boss rush mode, but that's the actual game. And you have to beat these bosses to unlock, you know, new areas and stuff like that. It's, 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 I love it, man. I love this game. People were all upset about the beginning of that game, the tutorial. There's like a section that some people just couldn't do. It was like a dash or something. Well, like they a, are dumb then. Yeah. Because those those people need to not play this game. It's, it, there's nothing difficult about that part. Once you actually get into the game, yeah, it's it's hard. Like, it's no joke hard. But it's it's fun. And I... And I I'm I I will say yes. You need to anybody that wants a new game. If you're if you got twenty bucks to throw around, go buy Cuphead. If you like retro style games, if and you, you hate yourself, yeah. <laughs> if you want, if you're a masochist, get Cuphead. But it's, it is legitimately a good game. If you don't, then buy Hob. One of those two games should satisfy you. Unless you're just a bro and you like shooters, then neither of these games is good for you. And you need to get off this podcast. Uh, that's me. Yeah, that's bro. me all day. You're just into bro shooters, and that's it. I don't it. get hype. I stay hype. <laughs> I've been drinking Airborne, Mountain Dew all day. I need them codes. I got to get them for my battlefront. <laughs> Safe for Assassin's Creed. My Totino's pizza rolls so that I can get more orcs in loot crates in my WB games. Code Red Mountain Dews. My co- yeah, my Code Red Mountain Dews and my, my Agent Orange Mountain Dews. So I can stain my neck beard. That's it. But that's all. Those are my games. That's what I played. All right, cool. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to let Ricky talk at you about what he did. He just played uh, FIFA. Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) It's going to be a shitty soccer game. We'll be right back. And we are back. Hey, Ricky, tell us about the shitty game you played. Well, first, I'm going to start out with a a real game I played, and that uh, I wouldn't call it that great of a game, but Destiny 2. Um, I played it quite a quite a bit this week, helping my son out, and I quickly realized that Destiny Two is one, uh, not much different than Destiny One, and two, a game that if you have no friends, you're not going to beat because the levels just leveling up. I mean, I don't know if anyone out there familiar with this, but just trying to beat any level in this game by yourself, it just isn't happening. I played a lot of Destiny One, like hours and hours and hours of Destiny One, like up through I think like the first or second expansion. And yeah, there I missed a lot of content in that game because I am not a social creature by nature. I want nothing to do with other people if I can avoid it. <laughs> and uh, I had a pretty solid team of three people that played together, but that was not enough to run through, you know, Vault of Glass and a few of the bigger, yeah, the bigger raids. Are all the raids are they like are they like six man raids? Or well, five they, man raids? they have three man raids, and if you have people that are fairly skilled, you can you can do some of the bigger raids with a smaller team, a smaller fire team. But trying to do anything by yourself is is just isn't happening, and it's just one of those things where when when you're playing the game and you're trying to beat a boss or anything, my son brings me in. He's like, "Hey, I can't beat this. Please beat this for me." So. There's like three runs um, of people that come in and uh, three rounds that you've got to beat. And I'm like, oh, I get through the three rounds. And he hadn't gotten he hadn't gotten past the third round. And I get past the third round. I'm like, yeah, I feel good about myself. I'm like, man, just like getting back on a bicycle. And then there's like, no, there's three more rounds to go. And you just can't, you can't do it by yourself. Their whole thing was, though, like, 
Oh, you got to get to be a part of the community. You got to get on Reddit. You got to find strangers from Asia that'll play with I you. Am, I am not talking to anybody from Reddit. Exactly. I do not trust anyone on, on Reddit. You're going to get your credit card stolen and your house is going to be burned down. Yeah, the only... Hey, we're only getting fight teams or fire teams from R. The Donald. That's the only place <laughs> our fire team is coming from. It's the only place you're allowed to get fired. If you want any other, if you want any other subreddit, you get fucked. Well, my son comes in and he's like, "Dad, I, fa- I found some people that want to play with me. They want my username and password." <laughs> They're all 45 years old. They live down the street. I'm like, uh, "No, turn that off immediately." But, but I wasn't, I wasn't really impressed with it. I mean, I know a lot of people out there gonna fanboys of the Destiny franchise are gonna say, "Oh, well, it's amazing." I, I mean, visually, it's a good game, but I wasn't. I would rather go back and play Destiny One than Destiny Two, but uh, you know, I I I never played. Well, okay, so I played a little bit of Destiny One, and then I would, I did the the open beta that they did for Destiny Two, and I I can say that I really like Destiny Two over the first one just simply because it feels a lot more fluid and faster paced, and I need that in a game. Destiny One it felt really a lot more clunky, I guess, and a little bit slower. So I, that's the big difference I saw. Besides that, I mean, it's it's pretty much the same game with the glossy coat. Yeah, looking at it, it looks a lot like uh, this. Destiny looks like the original Halo looked compared to Halo Three. Yeah, um, it, it feels like a huge generation jump between the two. And the first Destiny, like I said, I put a lot of time into it. It was a great time. I I loved the time I spent with it. But I actually wasn't even going to get Destiny Two until a few people that I know were like, "Oh, we're going to hold out. We're going to get it on PC." Something and I probably will end up picking it up. I think I'm going to try and pre-order it actually, which is like a cardinal sin in my household. But uh, I know that I think Green Man Gaming has it like 15% off. How many loot boxes you get for pre-ordering? Uh, you, you don't. Uh, they they only kick you in one testicle if you pre-order it. Oh, so they just come over and they go, which which one do you want it in? <laughs> Not all of the but balls, I'm, just one of the. I'm balls. pre-ordering it today. Yeah. When does it release on PC? Uh, I think like the I think Halloween Day maybe. It's at like the it? very end of the month. I thought it was like the twenty seventh. You might be right, but it's it's it is it's near the end of the month. But you can't you can't release anything on Satan's birthday. No, it'll be cursed. Hell's that's not what Halloween is. No, and then the other game I played is uh, your all's favorite game, and that's FIFA. A weird addiction to this game. I have how many I, loot packs did you open in FIFA? I don't. What's so funny is like a generational gap, right? So I I walked away from gaming. For a while, and I'm kind of getting back into it. Uh, you guys have pulled me back into this realm. But what's so funny is is that when you leave and you come back, it's like FIFA 11. All 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 you care about is playing online, playing against somebody, and the the, the peer to peer stuff. And now it's like, oh, you've got all these packs of players and ultimate player and every every money grab that you can think of on these sports games anymore. And then there's like a, a crowd of people that just watch people open these things. And it's just fascinating to me because <laughs> the complexity of, of making money in video games now has completely changed. And I'm just a guy that's like, hey, can you just want to get on and, you know, like play against each other? No, no, no. We got to <laughs> we got to buy packs, man. We got to buy, buy packs and upgrade our teams. And that's not the way it is anymore. I'm just like, I'm so far gone from all of this. I, I don't know where where I am. Yeah, I don't like sports ball games. And actually, I do like the. Um like the World Cup games that they put out uh, during World Cup time, I do actually enjoy playing those. Uh, but a lot of that, like that, like pay-to-win mechanic, wasn't in the the last one that I bought. 
So I, I guess I didn't experience that. But yeah, let's uh, let's start a new podcast where we do nothing but open packs of different things. But that's it. Like what? Like we, what but nobody can see it. Yeah, we just can't tell anybody what it's gonna be. Like every episode is a surprise. Like we'll just open the show, and Sean will just open a pack of Pokemon cards, <laughs> and then I'll just open a pack of Magic the Gathering cards, and then Ricky will open like five FIFA packs. There we and go. Then for no reason, we'll just buy like twenty loot boxes on uh, Overwatch. But but the whole thing is gonna be like, oh, dude, look at what I just got. This is awesome, and then not explain it. Exactly. Yeah, it's just audio only. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Ricky? You think that'll fly? Oh yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that's sweet. New Astro Panda it? production show. <laughs> it's just got look at this shit I got. Oh my god, it's, this is it's amazing. Just fuck you, loot boxes. <laughs> Except we're giving them money for the loot boxes. So what is what, what's so crazy about it? Is just like it's such instant gratification, right? You buy loot boxes or you win loot boxes. You're like, oh fuck yeah, I got this skin. It's so amazing. And then like two seconds later, okay, back to the game. Back to the game. Yep. Dude, but no, it's gambling. It's it's gambling as hell. Well, it's like, gambling in the worst form. It's, yes. Yeah, the shittiest form of gambling. Because you're not even getting anything out of it. At least with like some of the shit, like what goes on on Steam, and we're going to get into this in a little bit, but some of the shit on Steam, at the very least, you can sell that shit. In like Overwatch, you're... Yippee Kaye, I got 36 Symmetra skins. That's awesome. I'm glad I gave you $50, Blizzard. Actually, we have a video. We have a video of that in action. Yeah, we actually do. I bought I bought Sean what, what did I get you? It was like 50 loot crates for Christmas or something. We sat yeah, down. It, and it was like a 50. it was like a $50, yeah, $50 uh, Blizzard gift card and I used it on on loot crates and I Symmetra is like my least played character and I opened that and I got like three legendary skins for her and i got all kinds of stuff that was all like symmetra themed and i was like what am, <laughs> what the fuck am i gonna do with this <laughs> but you know what i will say that at least with overwatch and, and the way that they manage their loot box system that you can actually you actually get that gratification without spending any money and it doesn't augment the gameplay whatsoever yeah and as pissed as i was about them transitioning to a standardized rate for the levels like, you level after whatever, 20,000 points or whatever, no matter what. Uh, now, I was really pissed off about that at first because I thought it was going to limit my my loot box uh, collection and force me to buy more. But really, uh, I'm leveling faster at higher levels and slower at lower levels. So it kind of evens out, really. But it makes me feel like I'm accomplishing more because now they're giving loot boxes. Hey, if you play three random games a day, you get a loot box. Or if you hey, you know, if you win a game, you get a loot box. Like there, there's more chances to win that shit. And honestly, the only, the only loot box system that doesn't chat my ass is the Overwatch system. All the rest of them can get fucked. Here's the storm's pretty good too. See, I do wish that they would take the you could spend in-game money to re-roll the box mechanic from that and add that to Overwatch. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, but even the Heroes of the Storm one pisses me off because Heroes of the Storm has some shit that I don't give a shit about no matter who it is, like the voice lines. I don't give a fuck about the voice lines. I yeah, I never use those. Hey, yeah. what the fuck so, is that about? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't understand, man. Like, oh yeah, you just want to hear a different announcer? I like the okay. So that announcer thing—that's a—that's a call to like Dota, like Dota Two, because that's a really there's there's tons and tons of voice packs for Dota. You can get like a Rick and Morty one. Jesus. So from what I know from my experience, that's what that's why that they put that in there because it was really popular with with the Dota community. So Paladins does it too. Paladins. Is there voice? There's voice packs. I mean the announcer packs. Yeah. 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 When you do when you speak in game. You get a generic announcer voice unless you buy the voice pack for the character you're playing. 
or when no no talk about a game that, that does a shit job with their loot boxes i'm not happy with how paladins change their shit up i don't you can, understand oh it. here's here's this loot box and you're guaranteed at least this you know level of rarity but you know what sometimes that rarity is the boosted card and you have to pay in-game currency to unlock that boosted card in that role i mean in that loot box otherwise you don't get it so it's like what what the fuck of a point is that and then plus and then there's the oh no i don't know yeah, it's got, it. then it's got keys that you have to pay real money for and all that shit. Fuck that noise. But what, what yeah. happened to the good old days when you put your Mortal Kombat into your Sega Genesis with your Game Shark in there and you immediately get unlock all of the skins, all of the, yeah. the players? Now it's like, nope, every single skin you get, it's like maxim, minimal input for maximum output for, for exactly. money. Exactly. Money wise. It's crazy. Could you imagine? Jim had a great video come out today he was talking about how essentially like everybody's complaining well games have been 60 bucks for years way longer everything else is inflated games have been 60 bucks for years he's like no dude you're buying a quarter of a game because until you until all of the dlcs come out you have you've only paid for a quarter of the game so once the super mega ultra deluxe pack comes out at the end of everything to get all that shit you'd ended up paying 150 dollars for that game this is why this is why I've had a general boycott of AAA games for the past couple of years. You don't see this with it within the indie scene because these developers one know that people hate that and two to me a lot of indie devs it's all about it's it's for the love of the game and for the love of the community it's not all about money like it is with people like wb or activision or all these other giant companies i mean you will see occasionally you'll see one of the larger indie games that will have a season pass but the season pass is usually legit it's not just a cash grab shit man um hellblade and this is going to be this is going to be old news uh when you're listening to this it will have happened already but uh on um uh tomorrow which was the the 10th 1010 uh all of the proceeds from the sale of the game hellblade will go to a uk mental health charity all of them yep all of them that game is breaking all sorts of records people are freaking out it's a great game and Ninja mm-hmm. Theory goes, eh, for an entire day, all the money goes to this World Mental Health Organization. Yep. Like, And, and that's a good, great game. And it's a $20 game. Yeah, I'm going to buy the shit out of it. I'm broke as hell right now. I'm going to throw <laughs> so much money at them. Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm about to start picking change out of my lint trap over here. I'm going to throw it at them. I don't care. Because that's the kind of company that should be rewarded for their good behavior. And yeah. the fact that they're giving, the, the game is about, is about mental issues. And then they're going to turn around and say, yeah, we actually care about this. We're going to give the money from the proceeds from this to an organization that assists people who have these exact issues. That like blows my mind. It's like faith in humanity restored. Yeah. And what about like at the end, I know we're getting off topic here and that's pretty much all I've played this week. But one last point that I had was what about these companies that are producing these games it's sort of like the Apple thing where you've been a loyal customer for X amount of days or whatever. We're going to offer you the upgrade for free. Why don't they just, I mean, they know that we were looking at something, an SEC filing for Blizzard and <laughs> over 60% of their revenue is based off of these, you know, cash grabs like skins microtransactions. and yeah, microtransactions. There you go. And we were, we were looking at that. Why can't you just offer the games for free at this point? Because, 
you know, at least to your loyal fan base, right? People that have accounts, people that you know, offer them the games free because you know that you're going to make that money from those individuals on those microtransactions. Well, Blizzard, Blizzard is starting to move more in that. They did that with Heroes of the Storm, how the, the game was free and, you know, they had the you know characters in the game. You go on the seven. It's every seven days they kind of rotate, so you can try out new characters, and then you can win new characters. So you can pay money for them, which I, I'm okay with that model because it it is as far as the shady business dealings of microtransactions go. That to me is one of the more legitimate structures. And Blizzard, yes, Blizzard is out to get your money, but Blizzard also they understand their fan base and they're a little more catering to them and they're not they're not out to nickel and dime you in my eyes not as much as a lot of other companies are so i'm i'm more forgiving in that but i mean and then they've also had you know they've they've done similar things like if you i talked about this a couple episodes back where uh, at blizzcon years ago right before diablo 3 came out where if you signed up for you know if you were a loyal wow player and you decide that you're, you're going to play for the next year then you got diablo 3 on launch day for free so there is examples of blizzard doing that but they're probably one of the only companies because of how much money they make that would even consider doing things like that because most companies they just they would have no part in giving anything away for free yeah yeah i mean it didn't work you couldn't play the game but well, it's for like the first two weeks. After that, it got better. It was still free, though. I mean, you can't... Don't look Sh- a gift horse in the mouth. Sean wants to kiss Blizzard's lips in the worst way. If Blizzard was, was a human being, Sean would try and touch its butt. <laughs> there. He'd try okay. to grab it right by the... Yes. Yeah. Listen here. Hashtag Can no you- politics in the podcast. I'm just... I'm just the way I feel about Blizzard is the fact that they have had such a solid track record on every game that they've put out. It has been at least decent. Even their worst games are still, by comparison, what other companies are doing, decent. And yeah, I, you can't you can't say that for everybody. I think that you can say that. I mean, for from a certain degree, they're, they're at a better level. And like Grand Theft yeah. Auto, I mean, they're not giving you I don't, a, a tremendous amount of more content, but Grand Theft Auto also does that when they release those little... Um, the the game packs every six months or whatever it is because they're too lazy to put out another game but um <laughs> the uh but they they also offer that for free you know because i mean and that's something good i guess i would like to see more of an industry standard but not everybody makes as much money on microtransactions say as blizzard does or other companies one company that actually has the, the i cannot sing the praises enough for is cd project red because with the Witcher three and Matt, we've been kind of off and on talking about Witcher. You and I have because you're angry about the first one. I keep telling you you need to play the third one because hot garbage. It's, the first one's fucking not good. trash. It's that game good. is trash as hell. If you ever it, okay, <laughs> so if you ever want to know what the first Witcher game is like, so go to the store, buy a whole bunch of Dungeons and Dragons minis, paint them three colors, then take one of the barbarians that has a sword up. Take that sword, stick it right in your fucking eyeball, and then just like like sit on your hands so you can't feel them anymore, and just fucking wave them all over the figures and just slap them around. That's what the fucking game looks like. All right, it's so. trash. That's what it plays like too. It's fucking horrible. 
The first one's not good. The third one, though. But that's not what that's not the point I'm getting to. CD Projekt Red, when Witcher 3 came out, they announced that there were going to be 16 pieces of DLC that they were going to be giving away 100% for free. And, they, and they're following the, through with it, as far as I know, right? Absolutely, they did. They did. Yeah. And it added a tremendous amount of content to the game. It was some some crazy amount. It was like a whole other game. It should have been an expansion. Like, it was an expansion of the original game. I mean, to Witcher 3, and there was it wasn't just like, oh, here's a shiny hat you get to wear, or there's a new horse over there. It was actual, like, missions. It was it was additions to the story, and they gave all that stuff away for free. And they, they did come out with a season pass, but they had already given away so much stuff. Why not buy it? Because they're an actual company that said, here is a really cool game. We stand by it. We stand by this additional content that we had been developing, and from the beginning this knew that we were going to be putting this as DLC, but we wanted to say thank you to everybody who loves the graphic novels that loves the franchise. Here you go. Here's like, I think it was like tw- added like 12 hours or something like that to the game. Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. But well, and- CD project red, they will, they will always get my money. They are a great company just for sing- simple things like that. And they're one of the few companies that will give you things for free for being loyal. I am buying a Witcher games. You need to play the third one. I play no more Witcher games. Uh, you can watch me play it then. Uh, burn, burn, the burn, the burn flames on the side of my face. Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, okay, I'm going to go through what I played so that we can get into our topic because I think our topic kind of jumps well off of what we were just talking about. Yes. Um, so this week I played uh, Brutal. Uh, that's B-R-U-T, uh, the at symbol, L. Uh, this game is epic as hell. If you ever played any of the Gauntlet games, this plays like Gauntlet, only they have taken the concept of those old ASCII adventure games from like way, way back in the day where, you know, your your hero is just a little at symbol or whatever. <laughs> and they've molded those things into a 3D hero. So like if you're looking at your hero, it is a 3D model, but like, you know, his sword is like a bunch of like arrow keys. And, you know, his 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 armor like his pecs are like peas and stuff like that like it's it's interesting uh and it's a really solid uh action kind of rpg there's there's upgrades you can buy you can progress through these randomized dungeons uh there's puzzles there's all kinds of sweet shit happening and it's awesome and i love it it's super cheap um sean and i bought it thinking we were going to be able to play it online unfortunately there's no online play but it's got couch co-op which i think would be fun as hell so i really recommend that game um it's like three colored tones so it's like black white and red i think are the three colors you see and some of the upgrades might be green uh you know you can even find like recipes to make new weapons in the game if you open the right chest you'll find a recipe in it and the recipe is literal letters it'll be like oh i need j l and x and i can make an axe you know, and then it shows like when it's putting them together, it shows you like how the elongated letters or whatever make the weapon. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, I I highly recommend that game if you can spend any time with it. That's one of those like mindless like eh. I just want to throw on a record like you know an album and just hang out and do whatever. Uh, so yeah, that's that's good for that. Uh, okay, I played a game called uh, Epistory Typing Chronicles. Sean Piper, you own this game? What? Yeah. It was in one of the Humble Bundles. This game is radical as fuck. So you play (laughs) as a little girl who rides around on a fox. Okay? Whole world is a pop-up book. 
So your little fox is like a three-dimensional paper-crafted folded fox. Little girl's a little three-dimensional paper-folded girl who's sitting on top of the fox. And it tells you this story about this little girl who's lost in the woods and she's trying to find her way home. And like, while you're walking through the woods, you control it. You know, you've got, there's different control schemes you can use. The game teaches you how to type by when you're attacking an enemy, they give you negative words. So it'll be like pain, fire, hurt, ache. And you'll have to type these things because they're floating above the enemies. So you're like trying to type them really fast. And sometimes you're getting attacked by like five, six, seven enemies at a time. And you have to type them super fast to kill the enemies. And then there's boss fights where the they're like two separate word sentences or something that you have to like put together to kill the boss. Then once you play it like that for a little while, you find different powers. So then you've got a fire power and an ice power and some enemies can only react to one or the other. So then when you want to switch powers, not only are you fighting the enemies, but you have to type the word fire and that switches to her fire power. It's really cool. And as you're playing the game, you're um, going through dungeons to defeat enemies. Then when you defeat the boss in that area, it unlocks this whole new portion of the map that opens up like a pop-up book. So it like rolls out and then you see like the trees like fold out like they're coming out of a pop-up book. It's really goddamn cool. This game is awesome. I love it. Um, It makes no sense for an adult man to like this game, but I do. And I think that there might be some underlying like deep shit that goes on. Because sometimes when you're like unlocking crates and stuff, it'll be like daughter or hurt or sad, like things that kind of could lead you to believe that maybe this is like a little girl's imagination and something bad happened at her house. It's really interesting. Uh, I really recommend it. I played for, I want to say like three or four hours. I haven't beat it yet, but I'm close. So it's not very long, but it's, it's awesome. And if you Google the art style and you like the art style, I really recommend trying it out. It's cool, like uh, like low res polygons. I'm looking at uh, looking at their site right now. They've won a bunch of awards: innovation yeah. award, creative play, honorable mention in art, and yeah. best game. Dude, it's beautiful. If you look really closely at like the low polygon stuff, though, she's actually made out of paper. Like that's her, really cool. like her layers. Craft. She looks like a paper doll that's like folded. It's really, really neat. Um, and I, I, it came in a humble bundle, so you should have it, but I recommend Sean giving that a try. If you've got time, it's really, really neat. Yeah. I found it. It's one of the, uh, DRM free games. I looked at it and seen it wasn't there, but yeah, it's, it's, you just have to download it and install it. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. It looks interesting. I will definitely install this. Yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I played that. Uh, I played a shit ton of Atlas reactor, which <laughs> Atlas reactor is essentially, um, so it's like playing a board game uh, where it kind of plays like XCOM. I thought you hate XCOM. Uh, well, it's, 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 an, it's, it's a MOBA XCOM game, kind of. So it's, it's actually like, it plays like a team deathmatch. There's fog of war. You can't see the enemy team if you're not staying in a certain area. But it plays in phases. So like phase one is move. Phase two is dash. Phase three is attack. Phase four is, I can't remember what phase four is, but there's four phases. And your character has the, you know, Q, W, E, R, just like a MOBA uh, abilities that are linked to those keys. But the abilities can only be used during certain phases. And sometimes you can combo the abilities to do more damage during a phase. But because you make your decisions, so like everybody goes at once. So... Round starts, everybody moves during move phase. Move, 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 move. 
Everybody attacks during attack phase. Now it'll show you the outcome one character at a time, but that means that a character you might be trying to attack by the end of his move phase may not be in the same spot you were trying to attack him in before. So it's it's really interesting. It's really unique, and it's it's a four v four multiplayer online deathmatch. So it's crazy. So it's it's literally like playing a board game with with your friends. It's super cool. You have to use a lot of communication with your team. They actually have built in like a built in Discord chat. That's the voice chat that they use for the game. When you really? join a game, you can click a button. It joins a Discord channel for that game. So it's like the developer's Discord server. Yeah, it pretty much. That's is. pretty neat. Yeah, dude, it's super cool. It's super cool, and the the characters are all really neat. It's kind of like a hero shooter. Each character plays really different. They're really unique. Um, the levels are cool. You're like on these weird floating barges. Uh, each character has different like abilities, and then once you like level up so far with a character, you can unlock different abilities to swap out for the base ones. So the first people when you're first fighting, you know everybody who's Johnny Rocket or whatever all have the same four abilities. Well, once you get to like level 10, well, then you got all kinds of abilities you can unlock to build him differently. So it's super crazy. It's really, really neat. Um, Again, it's like a hero shooter. I really recommend it. Uh, And it's free because, again, I'm broke. So (laughs) I had a back room playing shit I never played that I got out of Humble Bundles if it was free. So I highly recommend that. Uh, The last thing that I played that I wanted to mention, and I'm about to get all SJW, so everybody get ready for their trigger alert real quick. Uh, people, people. Yeah, where's, yeah, where's the effect exactly. where's the effect you, get your tweeter machines ready everybody get ready to send mean tweets to me I'm at Z3R0PNG <laughs> that's totally me um, yeah long time listeners will get that joke nobody else will uh, so I played Enslaved Odyssey to the West dude I love that game yeah that game is great until you think about what's actually happening in that game, in that a woman who is too weak to fight her way through a town basically puts a, a like a explodey headdress on a man and says, "You have to do all my fighty things because I'm not strong enough to do it." It is like the most offensive shit I've ever seen in my life. She's like, "Oh, I can't fight the big scary monsters. You do it for me." <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. The game is fun. The gameplay is fun. You get like a, your the main character kind of plays like a, like a kung fu movie. Like he kind of reminds me of like monkey style kung fu. He's got like a like a stick that he can use and he can swing on things and he's he gets super low to the ground and kind of wavers from side to side. It's really really cool, but it just kind of is weirdly offensive because it's just this this female character who's like I can't possibly fight robots. I'm a lady. <laughs> like it's some shit. So, you know, I didn't have a problem with the game beyond that, but I just thought that was kind of, that's kind of weird. It was just kind of felt weird. I, I think the reason why is because, so it's based off of the um, the story Journey to the West, right. which was written in 1592. Yeah, a lot of games and movies take uh, are, are based on uh, that story. Yeah, so, the, by know. Wu Cheng In, I think, yeah, Wu Cheng In is the, the writer Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not it, it's not like super badly offensive and she's got an attitude on her and so does the main character. So, like the dynamic works really well. It's just kind of weird that they've got like this 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 female character and she's really smart. The whole time she's like hacking doors and she's like doing all this hacking shit. Uh but the guy is like the brawn. 
Yeah. So it's just kind of like weird. It's kind of a weird dynamic. I don't know. I, I had a fun time with it. It's got full controller support, which is nice too, because I just kind of like plug my controller in and just kind of sit back and play it. So I recommend that as well. So, all right, we're going to take a really quick break. Uh, and then I want to get us into our topic, even though we kind of covered it a little bit. I want to get a little bit more specific about, you know, the games industry and their money grubbing. So uh, we will be right back. Hang on. We are back. Okay, so we are a little late on this, but it's still kind of pertinent to talk about it. Um, A few weeks ago, Valve removed 200 games from their Steam library. It wasn't exactly 200. It was a little less. I think it was like 180-something or 178, I think, was the number. Yeah. Um, There is several things wrong with this. First of all, there was a company that was able to publish... 10% 10% of the total games that were released in one month came from this company. Like, they released 10% of all the games that got released in one month. That's crazy. That's that an insane amount lot. of games. It's child labor. <laughs> yeah. It's not even child labor, dude. It's lazier than that. Um, it's, it's Essentially, these were asset flips, right? So this was this small company that was just buying you know, unity assets or whatever, throwing them together and then throwing them up as games under different titles. That's not new to steam, whatever. What is kind of a problem is that they were trying to flood the card market, which Sean, do you want to explain? I know Ricky, you didn't understand it that much. You kind of had a vague idea, but let's have Sean talk about it and then you can weigh in on what you think about it. Yeah, so games on Steam, there's there's two types of achievement you can receive. You have the standard achievements that'll pop up in the bottom right corner that says, oh, good job, you killed the boss, and then you get a little icon and whatever. There's also trading cards that you can get. And for each game, there is a set number of trading cards that you can receive. And then if enough people play the game and get these trading cards, then the developer will release packs of trading cards that you can get and open up, like loot boxes, right? All these trading cards you get, they don't really do anything other than the fact they're collectibles and they can level up your um, your account. So if you look at your Steam account, you'll have a player level. Like my, le- I think I'm layer- level 28, uh, which I think that's kind of high. But so the other thing you can do with these cards is you can use them to kind of try to make some money. Um, and a lot of things on Steam you can sell in the marketplace, like um, like we've been playing a game called Depth. So it's a shark hunt kill game and you can get things in there and you can sell them on the marketplace. So the cards work the same way. You can get these cards and if you, you want to try to get the whole pack or whatever, and let's say you have doubles for some games, you put them on the marketplace, sell them for like 20 cents, 25 cents, whatever. The interesting thing is when you sell one of those cards, the developer gets a small chunk of change. So if you sell it for, you know, 25 cents, the developer, you know, they might get like two or three cents off that transaction. It's not a whole lot. Until you consider that some developers, like in this case, are throwing out 178 games that are insanely easy to play, that they can easily be botted, and you know, you're getting tons of cards off of this, and people are trading them so they can get or selling them for you know, games that they actually want to get cards for so they can you know unlock different things. So ultimately. This company, all they're doing is taking a game that sucks, that they didn't even build. They just went on to some marketplace, bought a engine, bought the different assets for the game, 
plug and play, threw games up on the Steam Marketplace, and they're they're flooding the market with these cards and getting money off of them. Additional money, and because some of these games were free that this company was coming out with, weren't they? Yeah, they had listed they they had uh, everything from free to like I think double digits. Nothing, okay. nothing too crazy expensive. When I say double digits, I'm talking like twelve bucks. Yeah, but most of the games were like a dollar, two dollars. These are yeah. these garbage games. So they were trying to make as much money as they could off of these garbage games through the marketplace. Kind of a kind of a Superman villain. Give me a, a penny off of every transaction, kind of thing here. Right, and Ricky, you were talking about earlier. Uh, this is like this is sketchy as hell for any company because you brought up a good point. Um, how essentially these companies could double dip. Yeah, the uh, well, I was talking about how I interpreted it. Now I'm not the most knowledgeable person about this, but my biggest question was earlier is that you get a company that has forty or fifty people. And then these people then go on and download the game and uh, get these rewards, sell them, and then the company takes both of them. And it, it just seems, I don't want to get off the topic too soon, but it just seems that if there's always a way around something, it, something that you can expo- exploit to make money, you're going to do it. And in one, one of the cases I mentioned, the stuff that I collect, the Funko stuff, is that there's companies out there uh, like Hot Topic that'll sell these little Funko collectible figures and they make chase variants of it, which is more a more rare version. And people, to navig- circumnavigate that system so they can get the chase, they'll order like 30 online, get four or five chases, and then return all of the common, the non-chase variants, and then sell those for a profit. So that's sort of the way I interpreted it in my mind. Yeah, and it's especially when you're talking about games that are free. I mean, could you imagine just essentially having a, a team of dudes just doing nothing but farming your own free shit? Well, yeah, that's the child labor. What, take one step further than that. You don't even need a you know a building full of guys. You just need a, a, a couple of talented developers that are writing bots for these games and writing bots to post things on the marketplace. But you know. If you do it good enough, you can actually get a seat in the presidential cabinet. Also, if you write an alt-right magazine. <laughs> oh, and hashtag just, no, politics. no politics. No politics on the podcast? No? Yeah, no? yeah there you go. That's, Nobody that's knows what I'm talking about. You need to just Google, what, WoW and Breitbart. That's all you need to Google. Yeah. I'm out. Mic drop. But also, I mean, in this in this realm, it's not technically illegal, but like... Uh, I think Sean had mentioned earlier, it's just a a, comp- a less complicated scheme of laundering money for your own company. Yeah. And you're cleaning the money to come back to you. Uh, and, and in this case, with terrible games, easy rewards, and then a child labor force of like 50. Here's the real thing, though. Like, Steam was already, their whole thing was, oh, look, we we done a good. We cleaned everything up, right? We we, we got rid of Greenlight. Yeah, light. it was too late. Everything's all good. Yeah, but then they just let the floodgates open, it seems like. And the crazy thing is, they came out and said something. I believe they were talking to Polygon, and they said something like, oh, we got a team of guys. This is, the, you know, this is just their job. Since fucking when, Valve? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> since, somebody, been... since somebody figured out what was going on, then they quickly promoted like, some guys to, yeah. to shitty-ass quality assurance specialist yeah it was like jimmy who used to run the mail and go get him coffee in the morning they were like fuck that pumpkin spice get this off here 
and this is what their this is what their new like super awesome better uh, system where you just have to give them money and you can publish a game, right? Yeah, they're shitty. Like, what is a hundred bucks? You give them a yeah, hundred bucks, and is, you can publish as many in, games. Is that as you in want. place now? I, I have not kept up on that. But like a thousand dollars, I think, is what it is. Is what it, the video okay. was saying is like a thousand bucks. But also, yeah, what I mean, what does this do to the indie gaming world too? I mean, it, it just reflects negatively on on that to say, well, why am I going to come here? I'm going to stay with. Uh, I'm going to stay away from this because of what they're doing. Dude, I you know I I play a lot of games and even I. Sometimes, because I'll, I'll go every day on Steam and I'll just pop open like, hey, what's the new releases? Not featured new releases, not best new releases, just new releases. Tell me by date what games came out today. Give me some rando games. Randos, right. And every once in a while we find something that's just kind of funny for a little bit. Mel- Melon Simulator, that's where I found that. Sean and I played that. It's not a good game. It's not like a great game. But it was funny for a little while. It was fun to stream it and just kind of mess around with it, whatever. It was really cheap. I think it was like a buck. Um, and that's all fine and dandy, but some of the crap that you see when you, when you look through your steam library like that is horrifying. And I have no idea how it even got, I would have no idea as just a a dude, I would have no idea how to get my shitty game up on steam. But obviously there are people who are spending enough time during their day and making enough profit from flipping shit like that, that they're spending their time doing it. Like, I would be better served just going to work and getting a damn paycheck. But apparently to some people, this, they can make enough money off this to make it worth their time. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's it's minimal input with maximum output. So That seems to be the theme today. Yeah, that is that is the theme. I mean, it's, it's really from a, even if you look at what we talked about earlier with these microtransactions, they all fall along the same lines. I mean, ethically, maybe a little bit different. But what it's doing is it's exploiting a system, right? I mean, if I want a new skin for somebody, I have to get a loot crate or I have to buy this FIFA package to get this player on my ultimate team. You're exploiting, one, somebody's drive to gamble, and two, their drive to be the best at a game because being the best at a game anymore doesn't necessarily mean you're just the best at the game. Maybe it means, hey, I've spent this amount of dollars, and then you flip it on the what we're talking about now, you have... So many people that just say, well, I'm just going to flip these games out. I'm going to, I don't have to sit here. I don't have to do a nine to five. I can just do this and make money off of it. And it's proven. I mean, hopefully they can put things in place that can uh, avoid this. I mean, in the future. How long do you think it's going to be before somebody, some senator somewhere decides that this is legit gambling and just goes ape shit? And there are so many restrictions nobody can breathe. Well, they've, I mean, they, they've already started pushing some of that stuff overseas with uh, Overwatch had to publish all that stuff in China. Yeah, they had to show the percentages on the, lo- on the loot boxes. Like what the drop rate was on everything. Because we don't know, as Americans, that that's not, that's not published for us. I mean, I'm sure we could figure it out. It wouldn't be that difficult. But it's, it is unfortunate that it, you know, it takes a, a government act that says, hey, you have to... You have to be honest and let people know, because at that point it, it is it is gambling. We'll see where where and the that, video games are smart is uh, these video game producers are smart is that they're not advertising that way. So if you look at what gambling a recent uh, legal case was was the fantasy the daily fantasy football, and I know a million oh, people yeah. have heard those advertisements um, on the radio or on TV, uh, DraftKings or whatever. What they did is they advertised the shit out of something and 
it got lawmakers' eyes. I mean, to the tune of like a billion dollars of advertisement. And the the game makers, which is the same thing, I mean, just a, a glorified form of gambling, they're not advertising the loot boxes. I mean, people know that that's there, but it's not something they're adamantly pushing in their commercials or the advertisements for their games. It just naturally, through playing the game, that you get addicted to that. So you think that if if Blizzard were to be like, look at all these loot boxes you can win, kids, you think at that point yeah. it would it there would be someone step in and say, and eh, nah, this it, is not happening. Exactly. And at that point, you're essentially marketing to kids. You're like the uh, Marlboro <laughs> in the 30s. Like, hey, kids, you want to be cool? Smoke these cigars and cigarettes. You want to be up. Be a manly man and get throat cancer and ride a horse. We have we have a fucking camel on a leather jacket. If that's the raddest shit you've ever seen, and get the fuck out, you're yeah. a square. Um, yeah, but think about even the uh, CS:GO Lotto shit, and how many kids got involved in that shit. You know that was that wasn't that long ago, and even mm-hmm. before that, this is this goes back to the FIFA conversation. Some kid stole his dad's credit card. It was in the news. I, I don't remember the exact specifics, but some kid stole his dad's credit card and he ran up like $13,000 worth of purchases on packs for FIFA. I like and, to know like the inadvertent purchases in a year. Like you just said, that's something that I've always questioned is that, you know, some people just save their information on the console and kids can just go in there and do it. I mean, how many purchases are legitimate? Right. Well, and you were just talking about your son coming in saying somebody's wanted me to give me my username and password, or whatever. Could you imagine if you had your freaking credit card saved on there? Yeah. Dad, like, oh, I need yeah, you to just... give me my social security card. They said I could play with them if I gave it to them. <laughs> no, I mean, like, can you imagine him just coming in and being like, uh, I bought some stuff? And you're just like, what? And you like, get the credit card bill because your credit card company is not going to help you. Your credit card company is going to look at that and go, unless you're pressing charges, you owe us that money. Yeah, and you're not going to press charges against your 10 year old kid. <laughs> that well that's the same thing that happened with this fifa situation he was told unless you're pressing charges we're not going to help you and uh i guess after fans freaked the hell out um fifa or whoever i want to say it was it was one of the football soccer games i don't remember which one i want to say it was no, FIFA. i think, I I think, think you're right FIFA. i think it was fifa yeah and uh they eventually came back and said okay you know we'll just suspend his account you won't owe us the money um well, then it goes to speak like you were talking about the CSGO lotto um, where there's another layer of fraud in there where you could have like in the YouTubers case, they were like, look at these guns, yep. you know, and they're actually the owner of the company. Uh, and yeah. it, I mean, that just exploits people on a whole nother level. Now, I don't think anyone from the perspective of like a blizzard or someone like that would use that. I mean, that, that's not a tactic they need to use. But I mean, it could very well be in some of these small independent games, a tactic they could use as well. Well, and Sean and I talk about it all the time because we we do write for a blog that people come to us and give us stuff to review. Mm-hmm. And Sean and I had talked about it the very first time that he ever gave me anything. There was a comic book that a guy wanted us to review. I wrote in big ass bold text at the top. Hey, just so you know, he gave me this to review. You know, just throwing it out there. Yeah, your disclaimer. There's right. There's. Sean and I talked about it later because we were starting to do some more work with people where we could have been making money back off of certain things that we were doing on the site. And we started putting like a little disclaimer above, you know, Amazon affiliate links or whatever. But he and I talked about it. It's like, even if I wasn't getting that money back, I would still be upfront about that shit because it's the right thing to do. Like if somebody gives me something to review, you know, if my, if my wife makes a video game, 
I'm going to come right out and be like, hey, my wife made this game. So if I'm sitting here telling you it's awesome, keep that in mind. My wife made this game. Right? Yeah. Because otherwise, you're being a dickhead. You're, you're, you're hiding something. You're lying by omission. And lying by omission is still lying. Exactly. I, I don't understand how people can, can justify to themselves that lying by omission is not lying. I've never understood I don't, that. I don't think it's a matter of them justifying that it's not lying. I think it's more of a it's not lying enough for it to bother me. And that's, and that's crazy. Any amount of lying is still lying, dude. It doesn't. Well, justification only in the point of like, I'm only sorry if I get caught because yeah. I mean, in the case of CSGO lotto, am I, am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. In, in their case, they weren't sorry while they were doing it. And I mean, they're acting. They're, oh yeah. Look at this. This is so awesome. And then they come out and they get caught and exploited um, and then you see, uh, you know, basically, oh, I'm sorry, you know, we didn't really, and, and it's all the excuses, but they know that they're doing wrong when they're doing it, but, uh, it's just the money grab thing. And they don't care. They, they don't care. They don't care about those kids at all. Those kids that, the, that are dealing with the fallout from that shit as a result from taking their dad's wallet or from whatever. Gambling is a serious, serious thing, man. That's why there's laws. <laughs> like, we don't like laws unless there's some serious shit we got to deal with as people in general. And you can see where gambling is going now. I mean, and how they, how businesses use gambling to exploit people because, I mean, there's blind boxes for collectibles now more so than ever before out there. I mean, all the way down from keychains and uh, smaller Funko collectibles and video game collectibles, even those, uh, uh, Sean, the Blizzard, the Happy and I forget what they're called, but. Anyways, these are oh, the Cuba deadly. Yeah. Cuba deadly. I mean, you can see that's a form of gambling, whether, I mean, there's yeah. ways to manipulate it so that you know what you're getting with scales or layouts and stuff, but it's right along those lines of that is a form of gambling and people can become addicted to it. And I know personally, I mean, even myself, I mean, to a point there's things that I want to collect that I become addicted to it and it, you just fall into that trap and they know what they're doing. Well, we were just talking about that the other day. You were talking about um, like your uh, sports cards, right? Yeah. That you were you started collecting them, and then next thing you knew, it's next thing I know, I've got like five grand worth of sports cards. And the thing is, is that they put. I mean, it's all a mechanism. It just triggers endorphins. It's like, oh man, you get this. I, I got this one pack. So now that every single pack I'm going to get is going to be, and I see it with my son and hashtag getting serious on the podcast. Um, but he uh, goes and buys these little mystery mini collectibles and from time to time I'll let him buy one or two and then he'll go and he'll get one. Like he got a, a one in 96, like super rare one for himself. And he's like, Oh man, now every single box I get. And he goes into the store looking for him and he's shaking them and he's trying to figure out, Oh, is this it? Is this it? I want to buy this one. And you can see it just like ignites that. And that's what they're triggering. Yeah, it, it's it's not the problem with this is just like the problem with my like Sean makes fun of my podunk ass internet and stuff. It it's the same thing. The laws that dictate the shit that keeps companies from being able to compete in the internet space were made in like 1980. So they're taking like telephone line laws and applying them to the internet. And it's a completely different monster. Just like they're taking gambling laws that were created for two dudes playing craps behind like a warehouse. <laughs> apply that to 
you know, some guy selling goods that never even existed when that law was created. Like these digital goods that are essentially just ones and zeros on a computer. This thing doesn't exist. It's not real, but the money exists, right? And well, without getting all philosophical and shit, the money exists, kind of, sort of. We put value on the money that exists. And so, you know, the money exists, but he's you're gambling on a fake good, a good that doesn't exist. So the government has to step in at some point and, and reevaluate the laws that they put in place on this shit because it's, it's crazy. You can't do that shit. You, you can't exploit things like that and not expect to get caught. And when the hammer does fall, it's going to suck way worse now that shit like that is going on. Like when you start getting little kids fall victim to that stuff, dude, like I don't even want to imagine the ban hammer that the government's going to drop on you just to make a point. Because that's a smooth political decision, right? Like, oh, they they preyed on the weak and the helpless and children, and oh, they're 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 satans. Like, I'm I'm gonna destroy them, and they're just gonna wreck the entire you know gaming society that's built up around that because it's gonna look great on their resume, essentially. Yeah, it, it will it will definitely uh, it will definitely affect the gaming industry in a huge way that I don't think anybody can foresee. Well, and that's why that's why I feel safer. Just like you were saying earlier, I still feel safer in the indie space than the AAA space. Absolutely. Do do not back that horse at this point. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. last thing I would say is one thing I would be interested to look at from a company, and I know you're probably we would probably never get this information, but let's say for Overwatch, for every skin that you put out, like for the Halloween, the Halloween skins that they put out, the special edition skins. How much revenue does that generate per skin, you know? Oh, God. I myself have dropped $50 to get the stupid Halloween Mercy. I've done, I've done the same. Yeah. yeah, And I, I'm just interested to say, okay, well, if every year, what's my revenue stream? What does that do to creativity in the AAA space? What does that do to creativity in new games and, and uh, sequels and things that are supposed to come out? What, why? Why spend you know, $170 million on a game when I can spend $15 million over five years on skins and make twice as much as a game would. How does that hurt creativity? Shadow of War. Like, you can't even play the end of the fucking game is what I'm hearing. You can't play the end of that game without buying loot boxes from them. Of of the base game. Not even the DLC. Or dumping tons and tons of your time into a game that you'll probably never, you know, never get to where you need to go. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly where it ends up. And these companies are going to crash and burn. Exactly, because consumers are going to figure it out over time. And, I mean, that's what I would say. If you're not happy with this, that's what my plea would be is, like, don't buy it. Don't buy into that system if you're unhappy with it because your direct voice as a consumer is what drives their decision-making. And if they know that you're going to purchase it, they're going to continue to churn it out. And that's the only really uh, solid, firm option that you have to combat it. And the strongest vote you can ever cast Ever, ever, ever. I know voting is important, but the strongest vote you can cast is voting with your goddamn dollars. Like, if oh, you don't by, like a politician and you find out that they they own the McDonald's down the street from you or whatever, don't go there. Don't give them the money because your money's going to end up slapping you in the face later on. It's the same thing with these like AAA games. Like, if they're you know you're going to get bitch slapped later, and you paid for it, that's on you. That's on you. You can buy that shit secondhand. I'm not saying don't play the games. You know, if I don't agree with somebody's politics, you know, okay. So this is, this is going to be an extreme example. The Jeepers Creepers guy is a pedophile. The guy that makes Jeepers Creepers, 
legit mm-hmm. like pedophile. Like he has assaulted children. Terrible human being. Awful human being. I like the Jeepers Creepers movies. I ain't gonna go see that shit. Sorry, I'm not. I'm gonna I'm legally not. download that shit. There you go. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna pirate it as many times as I can. Yeah, exactly. Like, or you know, you go to the video store and you rent it for a dollar, right? Well, us 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 here in Texas, we don't have the luxury of video stores. So, so you know, <laughs> whatever. You find another way to get it, or yes, you download right? it illegally and then you put it on a screen for everyone in town to watch, so they don't go to the movie theaters. You mean you borrow it off the internet? Yeah, there you We're go. We're borrowing it. We're not stealing it. Yeah, it don't. Later. Yeah, I'm not encouraging anyone to do anything illegal. Borrow it from a right. friend who borrowed it from a friend that might happen to be overseas somewhere. Right. Who might be in Russia. Um, but you know, it's just, you can find ways around that shit. If you want to be a fan of that stuff, like it's hard to be a fan of shit when people are doing shady shit like that. Like I would not come out and be like, Oh, I'm a big Jeepers Creeper fan. Cause I'm not really, but I just wanted to use it as a pertinent example. That's just happened. Like that just happened. They just announced three and everybody's boycotting it. Yeah. It's like, well, I like R Kelly, to- but he yeah, ex- may or may <laughs> not have pissed on a couple of teenagers. Or imprisoned ladies in his dungeon. Yes. Right. Yeah. In his weird sex cult that he has. Yeah. That's not Re- the fun kind of supposedly. Cult. Supposedly. Supposedly. Alleged. Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna call this one for now because we got super deep and we talked about pedophiles and uh, R. Kelly's sex dungeon. So <laughs> that's a good way to wrap up a gaming co- podcast. Right at the um, end. Wrap up another one. Seal it. Put it in the books. It's that's done. Right. Put in the books, um, the book of the dead, which is what this podcast is, is dead to me. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this, you had a good time listening to this, uh, whether this was a little bit more serious at the end, but for the most part, we're just a bunch of goofy idiots. If you enjoyed hearing us talk, uh, if you are interested in more of this content, uh, make sure you head over to nerdlifetx.com. Everything we do goes there first. So any new articles that we make videos, we make any information about streams that are upcoming, any of that stuff that all goes there first. Um, make sure you hit up t-shirts.pizza to buy your, uh, nerd life t-shirts. Uh, that would include things like the Uki spooky party skeletons, the Wolfman muscle shirt, the official gaming with scissors t-shirt, the get big sun t-shirt and the awesome skull t-shirt that Sean designed. So if you want any of those things, make sure you head over to t-shirts.pizza to find it there. Uh, beyond that, Sean Piper, where can people find you on the internets? Um, you can find me on Twitter at GWS Rancor, which I rarely check that Twitter account, but it's there. If you want to follow me, I occasionally post on there. And you can also find NerdLife at, at NerdLifeTX on everything. Um, I will also be putting out there that um, I am adventuring into a uh, new kind of realm and I will be launching uh, a new company here pretty soon to kind of cater to all the nerdy folks. So um, I will share more about that on my Twitter. I'm not going to use this as a platform for that, but uh, I'll be sharing some stuff about that on my Twitter. So make sure you go there and follow me so you can learn more about what kind of cool thing I'm trying to do. So yeah. Radical, radical. And uh, Ricardo, where do people find you and uh, where can they find out more about Astro Panda Productions? Well, I'm not going to be like Sean and take the high road. I'm going to whore myself out on this podcast as much as I can now. <laughs> but no, seriously, 
Uh, if you're interested in anything podcasting, uh, we at We Are Astro Panda on the Twitterverse and Facebook, wherever you can find us on social media at We Are Astro Panda. Visit astropandaproductions.com to find out more about the shows that we have on the network and shows like this and many more that we have that you'll enjoy. So I really appreciate that you guys have me on and uh, hope to be back sometime. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, we were thinking about, and I was talking to Sean about this, and if you're interested, maybe you can come back for this. Uh, I'm trying to get a uh, some semblance of a uh, Dungeons & Dragons uh, stream started that we could stream on Twitch that probably would double up into being a podcast because really you can do that without the visuals. So uh, we we might go that route, and that might be something that you'd be interested in sitting in on, just you know, out of pure enjoyment of us being idiots. <laughs> so uh, you might want to look into that. Um, but yeah, uh, make sure you check out uh, all that stuff over there, um, especially the the Astro Panda production stuff. It means a lot to us, and it means a lot to Ricky. If you guys can stop out there and check that stuff out, there's a lot of really other really great shows out there that. You can check out, you know, some of it's horror film related, some of it's geek related. He's got things from all walks of life that are under the umbrella there. So make sure you check that out. Uh, as for myself, I am uh, at Nitro Weasel 3K on everything on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. I got it. I'm all over that stuff. Uh, I'm currently in talks to get a few more episodes of the Nerds at Drive-Ins podcast ready. I know I say that every week, but there is movement on that front. So hopefully you'll hear some more episodes of that coming out pretty shortly here. Until next time, we appreciate you guys stopping by. And uh, as always, listening through our breaks, listening through everything we do. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe no matter where you're listening to this, especially if you're on a major platform like iTunes. If you're listening to this on your iPhone or anywhere else, if you can give us a rating and just say something, that would be cool. You give us five stars and just say, but. I don't care. That's cool. It helps more people find our podcast. Uh, and again, if everybody tells two people about this podcast, the entire world will be listening to this shit within however long. I'm not going to Ten years. That. Ten years. <laughs> Ten years if we make it that long. So uh, absolutely uh, tell your friends and family about this podcast, especially your mom. She'll be really excited to know that you were listening to this, uh, I would imagine. I mean, my mom wouldn't, but your mom might. I don't know what kind of weird relationship you Don't have. tell my mom. You probably had one of those moms that let you drink beers, light beers, and she gave you cigarettes. She gave you Marlboro Lights when you were 16 and you had a cool mom or something. I don't know. I'm judging you. Anyway, come back next time. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the feed so you know when the new episode's coming out, and we will talk to you later on. Bye. Bye.